Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Jamie Wincup is the perfect desert storm. To, uh, to come to the Middle East and to win every race is a um, huge achievement for me and the team. Murphy's looking to Triple Eight to get him back in the game. Obviously what Jamie's doing is, is uh, quite surreal. And Winterbottom thinks he's getting close. Now four trophies out of four starts is a pretty, pretty awesome way to start the season. It's all coming up today as the lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Jamie Winkup has completed the Quinella in the Middle East. Naturally, he was ecstatic about the result, particularly because of the team's move to Holden over a very short break. We're an engineering company. We, we build the fastest race cars we can. This year we're very proud to support the Holden brand and uh, very proud that we can, uh, we can give that brand four wins. Frosty Winterbottom was also happy that FPR are making ground on the Holdens and is talking it up for the Blue Oval supporters after two second place finishes on the weekend. Yeah, Ford, um, Ford fans would be really happy and, and uh, a bit eased with what FPR's done over here. It's, um, it's been incredible to, to start the way we have and um, you know it's, it's, Holden has won the first four but I know Ford fans are, are definitely positive about what we're going to do and Everyone's got a lot of faith in Campbell and the FPR team, so uh, we'll get there. It's just uh, just taking a little bit longer than what we hoped. Craig Lowndes was fastest in Friday practice, but could only manage a second and twelfth placing in the races. So obviously for qualifying, it looks like we've got our head around it, but uh, you know you go try and do uh, more than one lap when it comes race time. Shane Van Gisbergen, though, again showed that SBR are gaining ground on the field and that he is maturing as a driver in the championship. Yeah, it's it's just awesome for me. It's sort of a dream come tr- come true. I'd love to be on the top step. You know, two thirds is is pretty cool, and we haven't been outside the top six in a race for you know the last for the, since the start of the season. So it's it's pretty cool. Hopefully, we can carry on the form and uh, keep working at it. But um, yeah, it's certainly pretty cool to be um, getting the results now. So to the championship points after four rounds of the season, and Jamie Wing Cup sits on a perfect 600. Mark Winterbottom on 543, Shane Van Gisbergen on 471, Craig Lowndes in fourth position on 447. James Courtney is on 420, Rick Kelly on 392 with 10 penalty points. Lee Holsworth's got 15 penalty points and is on 372. Stephen Johnson with 10 penalty points on 296. Michael Caruso on 294. And Russell Ingall rounds out the top 10 on 270. In the team's championship, Team Vodafone clearly out in front on 1,047 points. Jim Bim Racing second on 726 points. FPR's on 714. Stone Brothers Racing on 684. Fujitsu, Gary Rogers Motorsports, 681. Jack Daniels Racing on 504. 
Team BRC and Trading Post Racing is on 468, whilst HRT have finally got into the top 10. They're equal eighth, along with Paul Morris Motorsport on 402 points, with Rock and Kelly Racing on 384, rounding out the top 10 teams. Over the weekend, there was plenty of talk about Channel 7's coverage of the first two rounds, which has featured Triple Eight endurance driver Mark Scaife driving a Kelly Racing Commodore at Abu Dhabi, and then last week, Jamie Wincup's Triple Eight Commodore. Some team owners feeling that Scaife is getting a huge advantage over the other endurance drivers that are not given any additional laps. Greg Murphy has told the V8 Insiders that he is looking forward to Adelaide, not because it's one of the world's best touring car races, but because he'll be in the same car as his teammate, Russell Engel. Murphy confessed that missing the first event of the season at Abu Dhabi and having troubles at Bahrain was not the way he was hoping to kick off his new partnership with Castrol and Paul Morris Motorsport. You know, having this opportunity and also, you know, one of the first things to throw on the table at... uh now, uh, when we start talking about these things, is that I can't do the first round of the championship. So, um, you know, they've been unbelievable about it, and Castrol's been absolutely fantastic. So, you know, we, I, I want to do a good job for Castrol and all our other sponsors as well. You know, we've got support um, bought over, you know, uh, Power Built and MTA and Big Ben from Tasman with me, and, you know, I owe it to them as well to, to do a good job. So, you know, we haven't started off as good as we'd like by any means. Um, you know, I didn't know what to expect this weekend. Championship leader Jamie Wincup has said that he doesn't agree with the rule that allows HRT to participate in additional practice sessions because their drivers are in the bottom 50% of the championship. Although they didn't have a good weekend, doesn't mean that it's OK or right, you know. It's, um, it's one of those rules which I don't agree with, so I, uh, I was relatively vocal about it, and that's, that's my opinion, which, which, I'm, uh, which me and the rest of us are, are all entitled to. The Perth issue will not go away with V8 Supercars this week, strongly defending their decision to scratch the Perth race from the championship. V8 Supercars has also said that they want a race in Perth, but the track must be up to the standard befitting the championship. With the backlash still hitting hard on the organising body, the fans and WA officials, it's now seeing sponsors starting to question the value of the championship if they have large WA interests. The Kelly Brothers feature on the Jetstar magazine this month. With one million readership, this Jetstar article is further indication of how V8 supercars are hitting the mainstream market. Talking about the mainstream market and Rory the racing car is once again the headline. Craig Lowndes and Rory the race car are getting set for a big march with a chance for people to win a Rory the race car Conrod inspired V8 Holden Commodore which is part of the V8 Supercars trip to the Australian Formula 1 Grand Prix in Melbourne. You can check out all the news and that promotion at RoryTheRacingCar.com. Paul Dumbrell told the V8 Insiders about some of the things he's been able to bring from Walkinshaw Racing to FPR this season. I'm not the most technical person, so I can't say, hey, uh, you know, the rear diff got, you know, 15 mil trail or whatever it is. But in terms of operational, uh, from my business experience, um, yeah, I give them not advice. I just say, this is what, what worked down there. Is it, if it's good, you know, let's just um, work out. Um, if you've tried it and it doesn't work, well, that's fine. You know, it's just, uh, it's just all experience and knowledge and uh, you'll always be better off if you know uh, more and then you can decide which is the best direction for you. Whilst Garth Tander said his championship isn't over yet, Todd Kelly has had a tough kick-off to the season. I don't think I've got into the top 20 in a race uh, so far this year. It's been a 
a horror of a, uh, a trip for us. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, we'll have Peter Norton and Neville Wilkinson along to look at all the Bahrain action. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me this week is the Editor-in-Chief, just one week away, less than a week away, to the latest edition of V8X Magazine. Neville Wilkinson, happy birthday for this week. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Yes, uh, glad to be here. And also, who man who has just braved the Middle Eastern desert storm known as Jamie Winkup, it is Peter Norton. Welcome back on the show, Peter. Uh, thanks, Craig. Uh, it's great to be back on. Now, Bahrain. Let's talk about that race for a moment because... Uh, Whilst I found it a little, well, certainly Friday night, Friday afternoon's race a little bit trying, it was interesting to see Wing Cup and Winter Bottom battling it out on Saturday. There's no doubt about that. Peter, your thoughts on uh, your first Bahrain experience? Um, it's an amazing track. It really is quite large, and I think there were, there were mixed opinions about whether the move to the, the, the full track or what was the full track before Formula One extended it um, it's mixed thoughts about whether that was a good idea or not in hindsight. Uh, the previous track layout, uh, coming out of sort of turn one and two, uh, was a, another tight corner that led to all sorts of action and drama. Uh, but this new layout, they uh, tear off up a hill, up a straight, and uh, it took away some of the opportunity for the, the door banging. Uh, so I think that contributed to some of the, uh, I guess, less exciting racing. Uh, but the, the, the second race at Bahrain, it's had a, a lot more drama or, or more intrigue to it because, as you said, the, the, uh, the, the game of chess between Wind Cup and Winterbottom was really quite fascinating if you, if you really tuned into it. Now, of course, Neville, it was only becoming a, a about because Wind Cup fluffed the start. Well, yeah, he bogged down. He, did, he actually did a, Jamie, uh, he did a Mark Winterbottom from Abu Dhabi. And... Um, yeah, everybody, well, four cars passed him, um, but the shenanigans happened with uh, Bridie into the back of Gartana because Bridie was pushed up, uh, pushed by, uh, well, Stephen Richards, but I think someone got into Stephen Richards, so there was that concertina effect, which in the end it was, it was Gartana was spun around and basically his race was all over. But um, The thing was, that, yeah, Jamie got the slow start. But how strong was that car? I mean, six laps, he was back in the lead again. Six laps had talked to get fast four cars. And I'm thinking, are these guys just pussies or what? They were letting him pass. Can they fight? Can they race? Can they kind of move over a little bit and make it harder for him to pass? No, nah, just pass me by. I honestly reckon that Jamie... Jamie Wincup has absolutely got the measure of all the drivers and they're all shit scared of him. Seriously, they're kind of like, he's too good for us, we're just going to have to let him go. 
Well, Peter, Steve Cobbing was handing out some uh, guidelines to your code of driving in the pit lane and also out on the track. Do you think maybe they're not shit scared of Jamie Winkup? Maybe they're shit scared of Steve Cobbing. Yeah, I think there could be an element of that, that uh, uh, the new draft of, uh, or a new version of the uh, notes to the code of driving conduct uh, trying to clarify just what would be allowed. And the general theme that I took away from it is that, uh, that they're encouraging a, a bit more rubbing, a little bit more tapping, but only to the point where it doesn't actually uh, interfere with the other car. You know, so why do, you want to not, why do you want to rub and tap? You want to interfere. You want to mess them up. You want to make them a bit slow coming out of turn so you can get a run on them. But if you can't do that, what do you even rub? I think that the uh, the intention is that you know a few taps to unsettle them, to uh, sort of psych them out a little bit, to, to say, hey, I'm here, uh, but they don't want to actually have the you know the following car you know pushing the the, uh, the car in front through the corner so they run wide. So it's that, that fine line, uh, that judgment about whether it's just a, a soft, soft, hard uh, in, in the old sort of line, uh, or whether it you know really is pushing the other car out of the way. Mm. Yeah, but. Honestly, I honestly believe, and I don't, I don't agree with too many things, but uh, uh, Paul Morris <laughs> reckons they should have just all self-policed themselves, a bit like NASCAR, and I kind of agree. I mean, if someone nurse you off one race, there's going to be a time when you're behind him and you can nerf him off. Well, guess what? You probably may or may not do it, but that's going to be the back of your mind. It's also going to be the back of the other driver's mind and you're following goes, oh, I remember when I nerfed him off two races ago. He could do it to me now. So, I, you know, if... We all know who the people that are the torpedoes, so to speak, and um, they all get they all get their fair share of comeuppance, so to speak. Mm. Now, of course, Mouncy, he's up and down. He's fourth in the championship at the moment, but uh, was Craig Wilson right, Nev, that Lowndes is a spent force? I don't think he's a spent force. He's still a good racer. He, Craig Wilson's saying that he won't win another championship, and I actually... I actually tend to agree, especially when his teammates doing what he's doing. I mean, Jamie Wincup's won four for four, and where's Craig? Where's Craig? Craig's got exactly the same equipment. So, I mean, let the, let the figures speak for themselves. You don't even need to bring that up. All right. What about you, Peter? I think that uh, clearly Wincup is a class above anyone in the field at the moment. Uh, I don't think that necessarily means that Lowndes is a, a step or two below uh, the rest of, the, say, the top ten. Uh, I think that what he suffered from at the weekend in Bahrain is a little bit of average qualifying form, and, of course, then you, you drive a bit harder to, to make up ground, and that uh, hinders your tyre strategy. So I think that there's quite a few things in the mix there. Uh, but, yeah, clearly he uh, is not of the, the calibre of Wink Up at the moment. Oh, I've got to tell you, this is what is really getting my goat, Neville, and I'm sure you're with me on it. How many years do we have to put up with Russell Engel and other drivers, Stephen Richards and, and Greg Murphy, going, oh, yeah, well, I've got to improve my qualifying. It's all about qualifying. What, 10 years now they've been bitching about their qualifying's That's not right. good enough? I am fed up with it. We know you've got to qualify well. Pull your finger out or get out of the car. Well, this is the thing. We were talking about this uh, um, over a few bevies, and we we talked about there's the old guard and there's the new guys. How come the old guard stay there when they do things like, yeah, we've got to improve qualifying? Like, let's face it, 
uh, I'll be very surprised if Russell Ingle improves his qualifying because he, he, I mean, you'd think he hasn't been trying to improve his qualifying, and now he realises. I oh, just, I think it was just a cheap press release to try and get some, get some column centimeters. But uh, I, I think the old guys are established and they're the names, so the sponsors tend to like those guys. Um, I know Stephen Richards, Castro likes Stephen Richards. Okay, he's, uh, he's not as big on the car as he was last year, but Castro had to think long and hard to leave Stephen Richards. Superchip Auto love Russell Ingle. Greg Murphy commands a certain amount of uh, sponsorship on the car, and that's probably why Castro went there, because I knew they were going to get Greg Murphy. So these guys are good at getting sponsors in teams. And let's face it, no, there's not so much pay drivers out there, but it's drivers who can uh, attract sponsorship. They're, they're as just as important as the guys that can win races. Mm-hmm. Peter, what's your qualifying thoughts? Well, what I found interesting in Bahrain is that uh, in one of the races, Jason Bright qualified uh, up in the top ten. And the normal thinking is that that gets you out of the scrum and, and you're less likely to uh, uh, have a race that's affected by all the biffo. Well, turn one sort of threw that strategy out the window, and uh, you know, he was in the wars as he often is. So, uh, uh, yeah, qualifying is important to try to get out of the, the scrum. It doesn't always work. No. Now, just before we go to the break, there's plenty more to talk about, but uh, Tander's saying, oh, I haven't given up on the championship, but Toddler and I think Greg Murphy are both saying, well, it's all about race wins now, isn't it, Pete? Yeah, I think that uh, for some of those drivers who don't seriously... Uh, uh, contend for the championship. That's what it is all the time. What's surprising is that Garth Tender is in that class. Okay, Nev. I just think, I think Garth had three disastrous races, one so-so race. Um, I think it feels that the cars aren't up there. There's obviously something going on with the HRT cars because they are all at sea for these two first rounds. Um, and they weren't happy campers. Even even at Abu Dhabi, they were like, you know, what are we going to do here? Um, so they're obviously, it's more than just, you know, I've done this many rounds and I've this many points. I'm over 500 points behind or something like that. It's all about, I don't think we've got the car to take it up to Team Vodafone. So um, I think they're back at the workshop, and I'm, I'm talking engineers and all the other brain trusts out there trying to figure out what they're going to do with these cars to get them up to the speed of Team Vodafone. I mean, let's face it, Team Vodafone haven't even had these cars for a year, and HRT's been had them forever, and they've come out and shown HRT how to build a Commodore. Yes, yeah, certainly okay. been pantsed. They're not actually Commodores, and they're not actually Falcons at the moment, but still, you know, there's... There's certain different uh, nuances that the Commodore has, and it's usually downforce and and all that kind of stuff. That's slightly different, and uh, and Team Vodafone's come out and, and told them, shown them how to do it. So I think HRT are going back to the drawing board, and I think that's part of it. I mean, Garth Tander obviously was fairly dejected after um, his fourth race or the second race in Bahrain, and he's he's obviously told the media that he feels that his championship run is well almost said and done but I think it's more of a case he's not in championship mode he's not going to be going to the championship he's just going to go out there for race wins and, and positions and see where it is before they get to Phillip Island or Bathurst mm-hmm. I think that's where it is and I think I think Garth needs to put the championship idea even out of his head just go for race wins Alright now uh, we need to take a break but there's plenty more on the V8 Insiders right after this 
take in the V8 of the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me from Inside Motorsport, Peter Norton, and from V8X Magazine, new episode, new edition, about to be in stores from next Wednesday. It is going to be a great magazine to Neville a couple of surprises me. in it as well. Well, uh, there's Can't always, say it. always I'd have to kill surprises. myself. <laughs> <laughs> Under the penalty of death, we are doing this show. <laughs> Look, uh, Van Gisbergen. He has certainly had a, a revelation uh, to the start of this season. I think what three podiums now out of four races. He has just been. Uh, he's been one of those th- shining lights on this season where there's been a bit of monotony at the front of the field. We've actually seen a, a young guy really growing and maturing into a, uh, a potential contender in the, uh, maybe not this year, but in the years to come, Peter. Yes, it, it really is quite good to see. Uh, he's a nice young lad, and uh, uh, last year he was a bit erratic. He showed speed at some times, and you know, often it was in the wet, where uh, it was really just an accident waiting to happen in some respects because he was so so bold and so fast in his driving. Other people would sort of sit back going, he's bound to go off. Uh, but these races, of course, uh, were perfectly dry and it was more of a sort of measured performance. Uh, it was fun uh, standing in their pit garage when he, he nearly got pole position. Uh, the, the excitement in Stone Brothers was really fantastic to witness. And uh, it was really just by a fraction that he's missed out. Um, Yeah, he's one to watch for the future. And Stone Brothers uh, really have got some uh, uh, some magic starting to happen there with with their setups, uh, which is really just paying off for the the long investment that they've made in some of the young drivers. Mm. Nev, what's been your thoughts on the cheeseburger? Well, I think the gears as. Did you notice, that the, I reckon at the end of last year he seemed to be a little bit more consistent. I reckon it clicked. Midway through last year, the whole thing clicked. And um, he got it. I mean, he, if you understand what I mean. And and uh, I just think that uh, he's just, he's turned the corner in his um, in his education, of, in his career. And... Um, and and he's just he just seems to have have a, have a better grasp of V8 supercars. He knows how to drive these things. There was no doubt that he was an up and coming talent, and now he's showing us that uh, that 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 is correct. That he's 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 a future champion, um, and hey, he's in the running for this year. What am I saying, future? So yeah, keep an eye on him. I just think he's got some good things to come, and it's a matter of time until he gets his first race win. Mm. Now, Brad Jones Racing. It's been interesting watching those guys develop through this year, and uh, uh, of course they've gone to three cars. Fairingham Sheds Racing Car has had some troubles. Only finished two out of the four races, and uh, then we've seen the troubles. Bright's had. Jason Richards has trouble, and uh, of, of course. Uh, you had Brad Jones coming out uh, uh, certainly at Abu Dhabi after Abu Dhabi going gee I never thought running three cars would be so much harder 
than running two. And never, I guess, uh, were we expecting a bit too much from Brad Jones Racing, or uh, is it a case of they've just had a bit of bad luck? Um, I don't know if it's bad luck. I just it's, it's part and parcel of racing. Um, I think I think the teams got a bit of fresh air or breath of breath of fresh air with uh, Jason Bright. I mean, Jason's still fast. Uh, okay, he gets in a bit of shenanigans and he gets involved in stuff that isn't his, even his fault. Um, but the car looks looks good. He qualified well at Bahrain. Um, That's just one of these things. You come to grip there. They're doing something new. I mean, everybody, people hate change. You know, it's a, it's all about how you deal with change. It makes people good or bad with change. And, and so, yeah, they've got three cars, never done it before. They're figuring it out. They'll, they'll get there. Well, Peter, you're a change junkie. What do you reckon? Well, it was interesting chatting to some of those guys that uh, even though they were feeling a bit down because the results weren't what they wanted, they were still optimistic because they said that they're learning so much, learning so much about the setup of the car and you know, the next time out it's going to be better still. Uh, so I think that uh, the speed is really coming and we saw that uh, in the, the second race at Bahrain where they had two cars in the top ten and really the magic now for them is to uh, have a that consistent throughout the race and that's really about making sure that the silly little things don't happen mm. you know, the, the 20 cent parts that uh, motor racing always stumbles over um, they're the sorts of things that are going wrong with them and you know, maybe it's that uh, additional uh, eye for detail in car preparation that is harder when you've got an extra car uh, and you know, certain level of resources uh, but I think over time they'll, they'll iron out the bugs and uh, you know, we'll see them more consistently in the top ten. All right, before the break and gas and go, is the Middle East the best place to start the season, Peter? Uh, it was interesting. Some of the thoughts at Abu Dhabi was, hey, it's really nice to be able to come out and race the cars and tune them and learn things without the pressure of all of the commercial stuff and the sponsor commitments and the, you know, the big crowds. It was like a, a low-pressure uh, environment that was almost had a test session feel to it because there were the, the teams and the media and, dare I say it, not too many uh, fans there. Uh, but I think that, that while it's nice for the teams, the people who just want to go racing, it's not such a good thing for the sport and the profile and the audience, uh, all of the, the commercial things that hang off that. Uh, so I think there's a bit of a challenge ahead for, for the series uh, in getting the right mix there. Nev, starting in the Middle well, East? I went there, I went to Abu Dhabi, came back, I did not go to Bahrain for, because I had deadline. And I would have to say, there's a fan who liked to watch Fed supercars. I did not like the overseas rounds, having to wait for... I mean, I would rather the races have been live on television at 11 o'clock at night right, to sit up to 1 o'clock in the morning watching the race, that was fine, because guess what, I was on my computer doing the timing anyway, keeping an eye on that, so, and, and then, then I knew who won, now I hate to watch a motor race knowing who won, it takes all the fun out of it. I know, so Lee Hanacek and like... I were, Lee Hanacek and I were, were texting each other, or chatting with each other online, you know, as the timing was going on, I'm going, I was, it would I was have been so much someone, better. I was talking to someone using Skype, mm directly to Bahrain at the racetrack saying what's going on da 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 I knew about um, you know some of the shenanigans going on cars on fire other drivers torpedoing others and all this kind of stuff and I was kind of like I didn't really want to or like I had to tally on but I was doing something else I wasn't I already knew who won mm. so no I'd say 
let's have the first round back in Australia. And, and, and Pete brings up a good point about uh, having the time and stuff to, you know, with, you know, no sponsor commitments. That's what the first round's all about. Look at the first round of Daytona. Look at Indianapolis. I mean, it's sponsor crazy, nutso heaven there. You know what I mean? That's all part and parcel of a major round. Why do you think Adelaide is so good? Why do you think it's so big? Why do you think it's so special? Because all the sponsors are there. All the new teams are there. All the fans are there. It's, that, to me, is the start of the season. And it's really, there's a lot of Australians that... In their heart, the true start to the championship is, is in a couple of weekends' time is Eclipsal. Well, the true start to Gas and Go will be well, right after this break. I, I might just jump in with one thing, and I absolutely agree. It, it sort of starts the season with a bit of a whimper rather than a, a big bang like we're accustomed to. But uh, I lost count of how many people who uh, aren't the diehard, so that they're not interested in staying up to midnight to watch it. Uh, the, the casual viewer, they watched it on Sunday... And then when they saw me on Monday, they said, how the heck did you get back from Bahrain so quick? <laughs> but the funny thing is, no, you know how they put out a press release, the Channel 7 going, you know, crowing about how the, uh, the, the ratings are. There's no press release coming out of Channel 7. All V8 Supercars about the ratings. And I know this is a bit of a dig at V8 Supercars, but let's see the press release. I reckon the ratings were crap. Well, I'll tell you what. Channel 9 put out a press release. Women's 2020 beats V8 supercars. There you go. <laughs> We're taking a break. Release, Gas and off. go is next. Shh. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You've watched the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. It's gas and go time with Neville Wilkinson from the V8X magazine, which is in stores next Wednesday. If you're listening to this show a week late, then get to your news agent right March now. March 10th. March 10th. Say the date. March, March 10th. 10th. Well, I've got to know the date before I can say it. March 10th. <laughs> And also, Peter Norton from Inside Motorsport. A lot of your fantastic interviews from Bahrain in this week's edition of Inside Motorsport, Peter. And uh, gas and go. Now, the rules. The rules. Because whilst you've been away, the rules are when the rattle gun goes off, we're on to the next question. It is gas and go here on the V8 Insiders. Your time starts now. Scafie testing. Oops, I mean driving for the 7 TV coverage. Is it an unfair advantage, Neville Wilkinson? Uh, rules are rules. I would say, yep, Scafie's got to stick to the rules just like any other driver. And I don't care whether it's for television or whatever, he shouldn't be driving the car if no other drivers are driving. All right, Peter? No, Storm in a teacup. The, uh, the team can set up that car with an awful setup, uh, make him look like a joke, make it undrivable, and he won't learn anything about it. Two races in a row and the big pond sign falls down. I guess it tells you how much downforce, but do we need to have something fall down or something go out on the track just to get us the Petters safety car? I know Petters wanted it to happen. Peter? 
Um, I think that uh, the nature of the tracks in Abu Dhabi and Bahrain simply didn't cause the incidents. We'll get back to normal situations anytime soon. Neville? Yep, I agree with Pete on that one. Um, I had the feeling that the television people alone were just waiting for anything to happen on the track. All right, no safety cars in four races. What's the chance of them getting through to Adelaide with no safety cars, Nev? I reckon 100% chance it is going to have a safety car. We're Pete. going to a different track. No, hardly any runoff. Concrete walls. Bring it on. Peter? Oh, within the first 10 laps. The soft tyre round from Perth moves to Queensland. Peter, is that just more salt in the Barbagello wound? No, I don't think it's uh, any insult or anything like that. It's just that uh, it's one of the, the highlights, one of the, the formulas for the year, and they've got to play that card somewhere. All right. Now, Nev? Yep, I agree. Um, that it was at that round. That round's no more. Got to put it to another one. Queensland, let's see how it goes. Okay, then the big question is, when will Jamie Winkup be beaten? I reckon Adelaide. Adelaide? Which race, then? Oh, give me a break. Well, come on. Oh, I just reckon the other teams are going to have their act together better for Adelaide and um, more safety cars. Part of the reason why Jamie got ahead was no safety cars. Okay, Peter, what are your thoughts? I Jamie Winkup beaten? Sunday. On the Saturday, everyone will be a little bit careful because they know that they have to back up the next day. Sunday, everything will uh, be gloved on. All right, that's Gas and Go for another week as the cars scream past in the background. That's it for V8 Insiders. My thanks to Neville Wilkinson. I hope you had a great birthday week. I know that uh, Deadline is always a great way to build up to a relaxing birthday week. Yes. Definitely. March it's, it's 10. It's the calm after the storm. March 10, of course. We've got to reiterate. March 10, V8X. You cannot miss it. It will blow you away. Yep, there's some big stuff in this one. I can't, I can't say it enough. All this right. one is a big one. And Peter Norton, great to uh, talk to you again. As I mentioned before, Inside Motorsport, the last couple of weeks has just been absolutely Middle East by you. Uh, that's all right. Thanks, uh, Craig. And I can't wait for, what was it, March 10th? March 10th. That's it. There's a of flag waves over this edition of the V8 Insiders. Till next time around, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.